want to get the perspective from the official opposition. And joining us now to weigh in on that, we have uh, Greg McLean, the Conservative MP for Calgary Centre, and the Shadow Minister for Natural Resources and Northern Economic Development. Um, uh, Mr. McLean, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Well, thanks for having me, Shane. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so when we take a look at what uh, we saw yesterday, just give us a grade uh, overall. What did you see in the, in, in, in the federal budget, and um, how is it being received among the Conservative Party? Well, we're tearing through a 700-plus page document at this point in time, and as you noted in your comments, the massive spending that just continues to go forward here and push forward. I mean, recognize we've got a lot of comparisons we have to make here. We haven't had a budget in over two years. We had a fall economic statement that had hundreds of millions of dollars, pardon me, hundreds of billions of dollars of deficit indicated there. And the good, news, uh, the good news on that, of course, is that that expectation of the budget from last year is down slightly, about $30 billion from where they expected it. That's good news because we actually are getting some activity happening mm-hmm. back in Canada that's paying taxes. Uh, not uh, not hedging at all on pushing the money out the door, but they are getting more money in the door from economic activity. Good for them. But notably, since the since the fall economic statement and with this budget, they're pushing forth an extra fifty billion dollars in spending. So you think about the one hundred fifty four point seven billion dollar deficit we're going to have in two thousand twenty one twenty two. That's up almost fifty billion dollars from the forecast they had less than six months ago. So, you know, there's issues here about pushing forward how much money we're going to continue to spend. I think they think they found a tolerance level with the Canadian public on what that deficit on a yearly basis looks like, and they're going to continue to push that number forward. And that number keeps getting bigger, as you as you noted there. Uh, $781 billion of spending uh, over, the last, or over the next six years. It is incredible amount uh, that's adding to our national balance sheet. Yeah, it is, it is an enormous amount of money, a trillion dollars in national debt for the first time in our country's history. Now, we spoke with the mayors of Calgary and Edmonton, and they both said um, they're trying to be somewhat less critical than they might be simply because of the pandemic. Um, Obviously, we know that that's going to cost uh, pretty much every jurisdiction is running a deficit as a result of this. Maybe not to the extent that we are. Do you cut them any slack there? Are they handling that in the right way in terms of making sure we're positioned for a, a solid recovery? There's been a lot of money that's gone out the door to support Canadians during the pandemic, and we are not at all critical of that. We've actually been very supportive of things like the Canadian uh, Emergency Wage Subsidy, which has been a great program, is uh, making sure that Canadians had money in their pockets to pay the essentials while we've gotten through this pandemic. We also are appreciative of the fact that they, in March, they topped up the uh, the health transfer. Nothing in this budget that actually shows how provinces are going to pay for the additional health expenses that are a result of the, the pandemic. So, in addition to the deficits you see at the federal level, by necessity, the provinces are going to have huge expenses and huge deficits to, to deal with going forward as well. So, uh, being the official opposition, of course, you're in a position to say yay or nay to this budget. It looks like the NDP have pretty much um, secured its passage. Um, would you vote in favor of this, and what do you expect from uh, your party leadership? So we, uh, as a party, we get together. That usually happens tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, and we're going to discuss this as a caucus and see where we are on it. I can tell you from somebody who used to work in the finance industry, there's a lot in here I don't like. Uh, there is some things in here that I do like, and you know, one of which is, of course, the tax credit for carbon capture utilization and sequestration. So I'm going to speak for that and obviously in favor of it. Uh, I'd like it to see it, make sure it does mirror what uh, the 45Q uh, is like in the United States, because we really, de- we really 
do need to mirror the United States on our environmental positions going forward. So we don't have jobs leaving Canada for the U.S. with a free trade agreement we obviously have with the United States. So we've got to make sure that our environmental costs and practices mesh well with the U.S. And carbon capture is one of those where we have the opportunity to piggyback on an innovation that they brought to the uh, to the sector just two years ago. And remember, prior to those two years ago, Canada led in carbon capture utilization and sequestration. So I want to make sure that that moves forward in particular. And it's, it's a bill from my party that's going through Parliament right now. And I'm the sponsor of that bill. Uh, and we want to make sure it goes through well. And we think it'll, it'll be good for the environment. It'll be good for the economy. And these things need to mesh going forward very clearly. Um, yeah, is that enough? Uh, in talking with Mayor Nenshi, he, he was a little concerned that Alberta perhaps was overlooked a bit in this federal budget because of not only the pandemic we had to deal with, just like everybody else, but of course we have the, the resource revenue problem we were dealing with before the pandemic even came along. So um, was Alberta overlooked, in your opinion, as an Alberta MP? I think this government has a lot of interest groups that are pushing hard against the oil and gas industry, and it is beholden to those interest groups. So it can't be seen to be very favorable towards Albertans because our main industry still is oil and gas, although it has less of our economy than it used to be. Nevertheless, as we as we make our oil and gas uh, production more and more environmentally friendly, there still is a, a strong chorus out there that has the Liberals' ear that said you ne- that, that says you have to decommission this industry as quickly as possible. Obviously, I don't believe that. Obviously, my party doesn't believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to make sure that this industry has the runway to produce uh, more and more environmentally friendly uh, resource for the country and for taxpayers of Canada and for workers in, in, uh, in many provinces in Canada going forward. Um, lastly, uh, amendments. We know that's on the table for, well, as early as today from um, the federal Conservative Party. Uh, what do you think will be proposed in terms of what you would like to see changed in this budget? Well, like I say, the, the carbon capture utilization and storage, we want some clarity on that so that it actually does apply to enhanced oil recovery, which is clearly left out of their approach to it. And we're not sure how that applies at this point in time because utilization by its definition requires you do something with the carbon. Uh, so we're trying to make sure that we, uh, we you know, we, we get that clearly understood by the Liberal government. Uh, there are other areas we're going to discuss tomorrow about some of the amendments that we think are coming forward. We want to make sure Canadians are taken care of through this process. We also want to make sure that there is a uh, an adequate split in the excess cost that the pandemic has caused between the provinces and the federal government, particularly with health care. And we're right on side with the provinces as far as, uh, you know, asking the federal government to step up and deliver on the health care uh, costs that have obviously been incurred by everybody going forward here. So there's a number of amendments, some of which are financial, some of which are are, uh, are, su- are supportive of actually uh, a better approach um, and, you know, that somewhat outlined here in some of the budget. We, we like some of the things in the budget. There's some things that we actually uh, can get behind, such as, you know, the, the issue about taxing uh, non-occupied uh, foreign mm-hmm. property in Canada, and it's a long time coming. And it is that step forward to bring Canada up to par with some of its uh, G7 counterparts on how we deal with money laundering in Canada, and we're, we're the laggard in that. So moving forward on small items like that is a, is a big push forward. At the same time, you know, you look at some of the issues that, um, you know, the initiatives that are geared right towards my city, Calgary, in, uh, in actually transitioning some of the downtown office buildings into residential properties. It's a bit of a, a gift, if you will, uh, 
so we look at that. I'm not sure how many other cities in Canada have the uh, the commercial vacancy. As a matter of fact, there's none. I'm certain uh, as a percentage of commercial vacancy downtown that we have in Calgary, and they're yeah. proposing $300 million to try and uh, transition that to residential properties. Uh, so that'll that'll fix in the, the city of Calgary's mix, uh, and probably some other cities as well, but not as much, I think, as in Calgary. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll identify those, and we'll try and add some value. Excellent. Okay. I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. That is Greg McLean, who is the uh, federal conservative MP for Calgary Centre. Uh, weighing in on what his party is saying in response to the situation uh, we saw yesterday from the federal budget.